Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me tonight, it's my good friend, Alex Spears. Alex, what's up? What's up? Part two, but maybe part one, depending on how you order it. <laughs> yeah, this this is definitely a part two in a, a two-part series. So we recorded earlier today talking speculatively about Billy Donovan. Uh, I, we were kind of on the right track there to speculate on whether he'd come back because uh, the Thunder and Billy Donovan have mutually agreed to part ways. And if you read the tea leaves, I think it just means that Billy Donovan didn't want to come back. He didn't want any part of a rebuild. He didn't want any part of an uncertain future with the roster. And uh, he's gone. And also, I think also a part of this is there are so many coaching vacancies right now in the NBA. And I think he's gonna... Which we quickly learned after this announcement was made as like in short order. It was like, oh, the Sixers might be interested. Oh, the Bulls might be interested. And I, I have to assume that Pacers would be interested. Why wouldn't they be interested? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a good coach. He's a good coach. Yeah. I think the Pacers, I think a lot of those teams will be interested. Uh, my friend, uh, the underscore big underscore kid, which is my friend Jeremy Lamb, uh, he said, Billy, let us know his intentions when he played Adams a million minutes in Game 7. <laughs> oh, you, he thinks he threw the series. He threw the series. He was done. Wow. He wanted to, to get, get out back of the bubble. Sam. <laughs> he knew Sam was only going to give him one beer <laughs> right. at his exit interview. Yeah, this was a hilarious part of uh, <laughs> this is so funny of the press conference tonight. He said when he knew where the conversation was going, he said he brought a cooler. And he goes, and if anybody knows Billy, you know, I put two Diet Cokes in there, and then I put two beers in there. Just like a freaking psycho. Like, who takes a cooler with two beers somewhere? <laughs> and like, Wait, so does Billy not drink? Is that Billy just does the Diet Cokes? I don't, I don't know, Diet but he, he did drink the beer. Oh, he did? Yeah, he did drink a beer that night. Um <laughs> But like that to me is straight up psycho behavior to t- to do what he did and take the cooler. It's like two beverages, one for you, one for me. <laughs> really Plus, fun. he he said they were cheap, which is I mean I guess maybe he got tall boys, maybe he got some like tall boy Bud Lights or something. You know, that would be that would be great. I we, there's still more reporting to do about this situation. To be honest, I like this is this is very to the R. Smith soup instant where we really need to know exact brand of beer. Yeah, this his answer was unsatisfactory. He said cheap. Like what does that mean? What does that mean for Sam Presti? Like what is cheap That's true. beer to Sam Presti? Like he might not even think of cheap like what we think of as cheap beer. Like Natty Light would be like cheap to me. Yeah. Oh yeah, that would be cheap. I don't I don't think that's what it was. <laughs> I don't think I know it can't was. be that. That would be just rude. <laughs> this is how we're going to send you off, Billy. But uh, it is it is very interesting. It's just an interesting time to be a Thunder fan. It's an interesting time to to just follow this team because they are there's an upheaval for this for this team. And so I think Billy Donovan is the first domino to fall. Uh, for for this Oklahoma City Thunder team after the season, and I think that uh, more are to follow. My my guess is that they have found a spot for Chris. 
is what I think this means. I think that they have could found, it be? I think could they have it, found a landing spot for Chris. Could it be a, a package deal? You know, because we talked about on the athletic show that uh, you know, the Sixers came out mm-hmm. and they might be interested suitors. Mm-hmm. Well, what it what would make that transition easier than bringing Chris Paul along with them? Yeah, I I don't think that's out of the question. That we see Billy. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Philly Billy, or uh, I think that there could be some Philly Billy in our future. So, I, I think that'd be that is his best option. Yeah. If you got to choose, I mean, I don't see the benefit of going to the Bulls. <laughs> what What are the Bulls going to be next year? I don't know. They always think they're going to be good. And they're not. I mean, it is a bigger bigger market, and maybe a part of this is money. I don't know. He can probably I mean, get a lot of money from the Bulls. It is certainly a part of it. It is certainly a part of it. Because I don't I don't think Billy was going to get what he wanted like salary-wise from the Thunder. Right? There's just right. no way. There's just no way that he would get what he wants. So I, I'm very... I'm very interested to see one what he does get, um, and then two, where does he land? I'm, I, my guess is the Eastern Conference. I think the only Western Conference team that has shown to have interest is uh, New Orleans, right? And I'm not. Yeah, sure. I, I haven't heard that report, but it would make sense. Yeah, and so to me, I, I think it's it's pretty interesting. So like the 76ers trade with the Thunder that put Billy and CP3 and and after like Chris Paul is the only thunder superstar after leaving the team that spoke of Billy and and Chris hasn't left yet but Chris in like his goodbye speech right leaving the bubble mentioned Billy Donovan by name uh you certainly didn't hear that from from Russell or from Paul George um or from Kevin Durant and so, to me, that that is a little is a little bit interesting to me to see to see that. And so, uh, we can run through. You want to run through some some possible trades with the 76ers? Yes, but I'm stressing out because someone in our comments section mm-hmm. said, "Am I reading?" This was W. Burchett 19. Am I reading too much into the Dort Insta post? And I've been furiously trying to find the post, but I can't remember my Instagram password. I have to know what this post is, Andrew. What did he say? Huh. I assume it's... I'm, a- I'm looking it up right now. I'm getting I'm getting a lot closer. Okay. Lou Dort. Unforgettable rookie season in the books. Mercy. Okay, see. That means thank you. Well, I don't see anything wrong with that. What it <laughs> I thought it was going to be something terrible. Like Billy Donovan was with the best person ever. Why would you take him away from me? Unforgettable. I don't know. Yeah, unforgettable. He said mercy. There. So none of them have talked to, to Jeez, Billy yet. You I don't think. scared me. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, probably not. And what is he going to do? He's under contract. Dort. Nothing to worry Yeah, exactly. About. Yeah. W. Burchess now saying just the timing. So trade Chris Paul whatever the 76ers. it's it's also unforget it's unforgettable that his uh his coach got fired you know it's part of it it's a memorable season <laughs> it is uh could Al Horford and Billy Donovan cross paths again 
oh, that'd be great. If honestly, if this happened, mm-hmm. it would be. I would enjoy rooting for the Sixers. I was already a Sixers fan before yeah. the Thunder came. Al Horford teaming them back up with Billy. Get Chris Paul over there. We'll take back Tobias Harris. You would? Would you rather have Tobias Harris or Al Horford back in the in the deal? I guess is the question. Or did the Thunder even have an option? Well, so the thing that changed me on all of this four more years. Maybe they don't have Tobias. an option. But the thing that ch- goodness gracious. <laughs> The, the thing that changed my opinion was uh, Mikey, uh, McKelly Barra telling me that, hey, the CBA is about to be blown up. Yeah. With everything that's gone on with COVID, a bunch of teams losing money, there is going to probably be an amnesty clause, a new amnesty clause. So what if you trade for Tobias Harris and then you just get rid of him? Who cares? So now I don't care anymore. Yeah. The Give me whatever bad contract you have. Yeah, they're not going to amnesty anybody, I don't think. I just don't see the Thunder doing that. Even if they did get Tobias Harris, I don't see that happening. I think that they feel like they could rehab him you and, don't see them. and flip him. You still have to pay him. You still have to pay him. Maybe they can, but that is such a bad contract. It's horrible. It's a horrible deal. Oh, you're frozen. You're frozen, Alex. But it's it is a bad, 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 bad deal. In twenty twenty three, you're paying Tobias Harris about forty million dollars. Five year, hundred and eighty million dollar deal. I just don't <laughs> I don't I don't think the Thunder would pay that large amount of money over the next three years. I'm talking over a hundred million dollars over the next three years. I mean you gotta give it to someone. But you know, okay, true. It's it's terrible. It's a terrible deal. You'd have to be getting something good back. Have to. But as we move forward and we start thinking about trading some of our picks yeah. with a contract, like if, if you wanted to get a young star, a disgruntled young star, you have to have a big contract to trade. And we, we're not going to have any. Mm-hmm. Steven Adams is going to expire. Dennis Schroeder is going to be expired. We're not going to have any big contracts for that type of a trade. Mm-hmm. It's true. He would be one. Certainly. So that's, that's, I wouldn't mind taking back Al Horford. I feel like Tobias is a good enough score to help bring you closer to the middle. I'm, I'm not sure that Al Horford has what it takes these days to bring you back to the middle. Right. And so I'd rather take on Al Horford. His final year is like partially guaranteed, I believe. And so that kind of contract is also very valuable. And so I'd bring back Al Horford. And you're, you still are a ways away <laughs> from getting to that money from the $41.3 million of Chris Paul. And so, I mean, like you got to like just start throwing throwing guys together like a Mike Scott, put him in there. You interest, you interested in Zaire at all? Zaire Smith? Uh, I was for a time. I remember, uh, was that, was it Dean on draft? Yeah, Dean on draft had him ranked as his like third ranked player in that draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he was very excited about Zaire Smith. Yeah. I'm in, I, I think he's an interesting prospect. 
and there will be no pressure in Oklahoma City <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> and so, uh, to me, I think this kind of deal makes sense. If this is like a bottom out trade, because you know, like Danilo's gone, right? I think Dennis will eventually be gone as well. And so, if your team, and I, I don't think that Steven is tradable unless you attach an asset at this point, right? And so, if this is your team and like you play super big and you start Steven and Al Horford, I think your defense is like actually decent. But then, like, the scoring is like firmly placed on the shoulders of SGA, right? And can he carry a team like that? And Bays. And Bays. And Dort. I mean, they could have like a nice defense. Probably not, but that's the idea. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, they could have a nice defense with that team, actually, but I don't think that they could score enough with anybody. Especially like you take Gallo and Chris Paul and Dennis off that team. Like, who scores? Like you really, you really get to figure out what you have in Darius Baisley as an offensive player then. And so to me, like that's the type of deal that would make sense. And you, you would ask for a pick, like a, a lightly protected pick, right? At that point. I mean, you ask for unprotected. You say, hey, Philly, 2022 unprotected first round pick along with a deal like that, right? Now is the time to celebrate. Football is finally back. And DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, has millions of reasons why you should be excited. To kick off the football season, DraftKings is giving new users a free shot at a $1 million top prize with a total of $3 million up for grabs for this Saturday's football contest. Getting in on Thursday night's single-game showdown is easy. All you have to do is download DraftKings using the promo code MAYS, M-A-Y-S, Draft six players from the season opener, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. So head to the app now and start making it rain. Plus, new users who sign up today on DraftKings using the code MAZE will receive a free shot at a $1 million top prize with your first deposit. Nothing adds to the sweat of watching the game like having a shot at a $1 million payday. Download the DraftKings app now and use the code MAZE. For a limited time, new users get a free shot at the $1 million top prize and $3 million in total prizes. Don't miss the extra special week one bonus. Enter code MAZE to get a free shot at the $1 million top prize with your first deposit. That code is MAZE. Only at DraftKings. Make it rain. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Yeah, Hoopstock69 brought up uh, Darko Rakovic, who is on the bench for the Thunder, too. I think, yeah, I think that he's he's kind of a, a freaky guy, right? That you that Is he? You, I don't know. McKellie said he was. Yeah, I think that he could definitely be. So just going to be trying stuff. I don't think that really any of those guys. I think Brian Keefe could be more of like a straightforward guy, but I think like Darko. Who, who is that? You, you mentioned him before. Who is that? I mean, he's been, he was on the Thunder staff with Scott Brooks for years. And then, Oh really? Yeah. He went over with, with Derek Fisher. <laughs> remember, remember Derek Fisher coached the Knicks for, for a hot minute. He did. Uh, that was weird. Uh, but he's a guy that, that would make sense. So, but yeah, Darko, Darko to me is a guy that, that could, could take that spot. Uh, what about know, David Vanterpool? David Vanterpool is a guy that is brought up all the time when it comes to coaching. He was brought up whenever Billy Donovan was named. 
coach. And I just don't, I don't see it. I don't see that happening. I feel like it's either gonna it's gonna go one of two ways. Either it's gonna go the Presti draft route, which is it's he's gonna just name someone that we've never heard before mm-hmm. that we will, we will literally have to Google before we can say anything about. Yeah. Or it'll be like his past two coaching candidates, where it's like very obvious beforehand. Yeah. I mean, we had heard we had heard rumors about Billy Donovan like years before mm-hmm. Billy Donovan actually became a reality. Mm-hmm. And obviously with Scott Brooks, we we kind of knew what we were getting into there. But, and even at that point, when he took over halfway th- through that season, at the end of it, it was kind of like we all knew he was going to get that job. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, and they were like, we're going to search far and wide. We're casting a wide net out over all the coaches. And it was just going to be Billy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just going to be Billy all along. And this is just a different situation. Yeah, you know, this is he's hired essentially he's hired two coaches for the Thunder, right? He's hired Scott Brooks and Billy Donovan. And Scott Brooks was brought up as the interim coach, did a good job, very good. You've got this young up and coming team. That's great. Billy Donovan was a guy that was brought in to take them to the next level. And now they're going to be at the bottom again. And what kind of guy do you want to bring in to coach this kind of team? And I think it's a very interesting question. And that's where I think that you can, if you see potential in a guy, this is where you can bring that kind of guy in. Like people bring up Kenny Atkinson. And would Kenny Atkinson be awesome for a team like this? I, I think he would. I think he would be great. I think he would actually be great for the culture of the Thunder as well. I think he'd fit in. Uh, but are the Thunder going to want to pay him? He's an established head coach. He's had some success. He's he's done well. I, I don't know what head coach is going to do well with Kyrie and KD. And so I don't blame anything on on him on what, what happened in, in New Jersey, or I guess Brooklyn. Uh, but man, I, I think it's very interesting. People, pre- people keep bringing up Nick Collison, right? Have you seen that? <laughs> Have you seen that tweet? Yeah. Well, I mean, Steve Nash just got a job and he was a former player with no coaching experience. I mean, my first thought is like to completely dismiss it, but then I also <laughs> am like, that would be kind of awesome. Like, I don't know what kind of coach he would be. Like, I have no clue, but to have, Nick Collison pacing the sidelines as the Thunder coach. Would you not be excited about that? Like, would you not be excited well, about the thought of that? Honestly, I would have said everything I know about Nick Collison would suggest that he would never want to be like what would want that type of a job. But I would right. have said the same thing about Steve Nash. Like, yeah. if you ever listened to Steve Nash a few years ago, it seemed like he just wanted to live by the beach and just like hang out yep. and was really happy with that. And now all mm-hmm. of a sudden he's coaching Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. So I have no idea. I don't know anyone. I'd be very, honestly, I would be very excited for that. I would be very, very excited for something like that. And he's still <laughs> close to the organization. I don't know. Sure. It's I, it's so different because remember when they got Billy, like you're choosing someone that has to come in and immediately have some level of like gravitas in front of Kevin Durant and Russell mm-hmm. Westbrook. Mm-hmm. And now you're choosing a guy who basically you're worried about what Shea thinks about them. Probably. 
Yeah, I mean, just in the back of your head, you, you don't want them to be like hate each other. You know, you just want someone who like will get along with them. But it's not going to be like a deciding factor. The Thunderhead brought in a guy. <laughs> like, I mean, the Thunder are never going to bring in just like this big jerk. It's going to be like, man. You know, he's not well, going to get along with any of the players here. <laughs> well, that would be Jim Boylan. People yeah. have done it. Yeah, the Thunder aren't going to hire somebody like that. And that was that was funny. Along the line of questioning tonight was. I can't remember who asked it, but but they were like, what are the kind of attributes that you'd look for in a coach? And the answer was, he's not, that Sam wasn't even ready to approach the subject of what kind of attributes he's looking for. Just wasn't even ready. I'm not ready. He wanted to talk about, he wanted to talk more about Billy, just Billy's impact. And it was very funny to me. Because he, and I, and I understand his point, is that he didn't want to get into comparing and say, like, well, I'm looking for a coach that's going to develop, like, a high-level offense. And then you'd say, like, well, Billy didn't have a high-level offense. And so I right, think right, 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 he's right. trying to avoid that. But it was just funny the way that it was said. Like, I, I don't even want to approach the subject of what kind of attributes I'd look for. <laughs> and then ultimately he talked about how they'll probably – I mean, Billy Donovan and Scott Brooks, like, how – when you look at both of them, like how different are they as like guy, like both great men, right? Like really great people. Uh, I think the next coach of the Thunder will be a, a great person. I, I think the Thunder very much value that. And I think that's, that will separate. I think the th- you will be able to run like parallels between the Thunder and the Sixers as far as like the rebuild and the tanking and all that stuff goes. I think that will happen. But I think the Thunder take into account the people side of it more than what the Sixers did. And I think they'll do that with their coach and not to say like Brett Brown's a bad guy. Like Brett Brown's the best too, but I think they'll bring in a guy that's great, a great person. Um, and I think that they will also set their roster up to have like some stable forces within it and guys that can grow with these, with these young players and teach them. And, and I think Steven Adams may end up being one of those guys just because you don't want to pay to get rid of a guy as like paying like first round picks. You don't want to give up a first round pick just to get rid of him. So he may be a guy that could stick around. I think you could see them bringing in players like they brought in Royal Ivy. They, they paid Nick Collison to stay. They did stuff like that. I think you'll see similar things like that to where you're going to have stable veterans that are good people around them as well. Today's episode is brought to you by Untitled Community Service Club. If you like comedy, you're going to love this fully improvised comedy show. Nothing is planned. Everything is made up on the spot, from the characters and their personalities to the entire storyline as a whole. The show follows Coach and Sid, who are two former high school bullies, and their transition not only to college life and what that entails, but also to become better people. Each episode features a unique guest that Coach and Sid Try their best to help in any way they can. Season 1 airs September 1st, and you can listen to it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. That's the Untitled Community Service Club. Take a listen on September 1st if you want a real good laugh. I really think it's going to be someone that we haven't talked about. I'm going to be surprised if it is someone that we have discussed or that anyone has discussed. (sighs) I mean, that's just like my track record with any of this, like the NBA drafts. Yeah, so I I just always bet against you. Just, I mean, if I say the name, 
just know it that won't happen. That's just not who it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> and the crazy thing is, I mean, do they do they really need a coach in place before the draft? Like this could be a couple months. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't. I mean, we don't even know when the draft is. Right. Yeah. So I I don't think it matters. I think that Sam is going to do what he wants to do as far as the draft goes and as far as free agency and things like that go. Because I think he wants to shape... I mean, he you want to shape a roster that's not going to win a whole lot of games, right? And like, yes. You, you, you really don't want the coaches input there because the coaches will be like, no, no, no. Keep Dennis. I like Dennis. I like that. I mean... Yeah, if you could if you could strip it down first and then hire your coach, which is kind of what they did the first time with PJ Carlissimo, because yeah. like he, he was there, but like they stripped the team down and then they handed it over to Scott Brooks. Yeah, um, when you basically don't have a choice anymore, mm-hmm. it's like these are the players you got. That's why I'm kind of I would be worried about like a Kenny Atkinson because I feel like he's he's too is he too good to tank, Andrew? I hate this conversation. Like I hate the too good to tank conversation. I'm sorry. Like the Western Conference is going to be so brutal. Um, but in we don't know how long this could take. It could take three years. It could take two years. I mean, if they if they get Cade Cunningham next summer, right, or winter, or whenever the draft is going to be, I can't even speak in seasons anymore because of everything that's happened. After next season, if they can get a guy like Cade Cunningham and Shea maybe takes the step up and Baisley takes a step up and you have still, what what will they have? Probably 14 or 15 draft picks still. That's when you can say, okay, like maybe Cade is like the guy. Like maybe he is the next great Thunder player and we feel like Shea is good enough to be number two. And then maybe at that point you're like, okay, we are too good to be a bottom 10 team in the NBA because maybe we re-signed Steven Adams and he's on a smaller contract and we've found, you know, role player X and Y and like, okay, like this team is just too good. Now we can take these assets and we can go to maybe Bradley Beal is available by then and say, Hey, Hey Brad, listen, we would like to trade for you. Would you accept this kind of contract extension to stay with this team with all these young guys? Like that's when you can start talking to like superstars and stars, to, like bring them in and say like, we have, these are like all back channel conversations, right? Where we can bring you on. This is going to be a successful team and we have the assets to go get them or even like a Carl Towns or somebody like that. So I, I think that it's possible at that point to bring in somebody to like boost your team and what do you give up like five or five first round picks and then you still have 10 i mean that's where things start to get a little bit crazy with the amount of assets i I think it's hard to comprehend the amount of assets that they have moving forward but it really the starting point from the rebuild and eventually i think it'll start to click with people because the starting point that that the thunder are at right now when it comes to a rebuild and they're not done yet. Like they're going to get assets for Chris Paul. They're going to get an asset for Dennis Schroeder. Once all of these are accumulated, no one has ever in the history of professional sports had a start of a rebuild that started like this. 
And it gets even crazier whenever you factor in that Baisley and Dort actually became, oh, wow, those are rotation players already? Oh, cool. Like, we just kind of expected Shea to be that. And these other guys weren't really even supposed to play this year. Oh, okay, sweet. So we've got three, and then plus all these picks, and then plus what we can get for these guys. Oh, and then you need to hit once. I mean, honestly, you'd like to hit more than once in the draft. But if you hit big once in the draft, right, we can already see with Dallas, they hit once. They made the Porzingis trade. They hit once with Luka. And they're ready, right? They're already trying to build yeah. around them. Yeah, and sometimes you can hit three times and it uh, still doesn't work out, you know? You, I mean, you need a <laughs> lot of luck on your side. You need a lot of luck on your side. So no, but it, it, definitely start, it definitely starts with next year's draft. It has to start with next year's draft. I agree. You, it's a you great draft. To, yeah. You have to come out of that draft with one of those top seven or eight guys, mm-hmm. depending on what people – at least that's what people think right now. Who knows what we'll think next June or whenever. Yep. But you have to come away with one of those top guys. You can't afford to be like the 12th pick or 13th pick. Mm-hmm. Yep. You, if, if you want to win a championship, you have to start getting some of those top picks. Yep. Live sports are back. It's very possible that we may see an NBA playoff matchup between the Clippers and the Nuggets. Jamal Murray I know he heard this ad before. Didn't think he heard it in the first few games. He's definitely heard it because he knows that he wants to help out Manscaped because he wants to see your nuggets as safe as possible when that matchup happens. Manscaped is here to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. The Lawnmower 3.0 is the best hygiene tool for the modern man. Because of their ceramic blade and skin safe technology, your snags will be reduced. They actually just released Shears. They actually just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is a perfect add-on to their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes slash-tipped tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. Their perfect package 3.0 with the new and improved Lawnmower waterproof cordless body trimmer. Performance boxer briefs. The performance boxer briefs, by the way, delightful. Wearing them now, very comfortable. And a travel bag for you to use when we're done quarantining. The Perfect Package 3.0 also comes with a crop preserver and crop reviver. The crop preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant. And the crop reviver is a spray-on toner. It's made with soothing aloe and witch hazel extracts. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code THEATHLETIC20. Take your grooming game to the next level. Yep. So Extreme Thunder F says, so Shay, a role player? I mean, I'm not saying he's a role player, but this is the he's not a generational player. He's not because when you're a generational player, you're hitting certain benchmarks at like 21 like Luca is this Mm -hmm. year Mm -hmm. or like LeBron did when he came in the league. Like you can tell those guys are going to be generational stars. Now, is there the occasional guy like a Kawhi Leonard who's like a late bloomer? Yes. 
And so you can leave the door open that, yes, maybe there will be one of those guys in the future. But when you look back, whether it's Tim Duncan or Kobe Bryant or LeBron or Dwayne Wade, like all those guys who are considered in the like top 30 greatest players of all time, Mm -hmm. you pretty much knew it within the first two years that something special is happening here. Oh, yeah. And that doesn't mean that Shea's bad. That doesn't mean that Shea can't be the second or third best player on a championship team. But I do not think, and I don't, I think it's obvious that Shea is not project to be the number one player on a championship level team. Yeah. No one is projecting him to be that. And if he's not that, that means you have to go get that guy. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the Thunder are under the impression that they're ready to go, that they got Shea and Dorton Baisley. It's time to go. Let's go. Like, I don't think so. I just right. that's just not that's just not a chance. And it's it has to be done through the draft. It has to be done through the draft. And once you have those guys, then having all of those assets on the other side are also very important to shaping a roster that fits the style of those players. And so and- and the big kid, he commented the chances of OKC having a top 30 player of all time again is almost 0%. It's absolutely correct. It is almost 0%. The chance of OKC winning a championship in any point in the future is almost 0%. But the only way you can do it is to get one of those guys. And the best way to do it is likely going to be through the draft. Mm-hmm. Maybe you swing a trade down the road, but it's unlikely that you're going to swing a trade now for... for it, I don't even want to throw out a name because none of these guys are even there's no there's no disgruntled star right now. Yeah. No. No, there's not. And not anybody that's going to be a difference maker. I mean even I mean Giannis even came out and said tonight that he's wouldn't even talk about requesting a trade. Like it's just not Right. Yeah. Did you did you talk about uh the Bucks that Bucks report coming out that they're interested in Chris Paul? I haven't discussed that yet. I think there's, man, there's a lot to talk about. This may, I just may even scrap that old pod that we did today. If you want to watch Part four. Part four. (laughs) Because the problem with the Bucks Mm -hmm. is, one, I don't want anyone on their team. The the Eric Bledsoe contract, while not as bad as either the Al Horford or the Tobias Harris contract, it's still nasty. It is nasty. It's it's nasty, and I just don't want it. He's a regular season helper, too. Like, I don't. I don't want those guys. Keep and them, you, keep them away from me. And the problem is that you can't even like his contract in the grants in in CP3 world is like nothing. He makes like 16 million a year or less than 16 million a year. Yeah. And he, they have to get to like 33 I think to be within 120% of CP3's deal. However, Jeb Grooms at Grooms Jeb suggested a three-team trade. Okay. Where whereby uh, you could do a deal between the Sixers and the Bucks and the Thunder. Okay. Where the Bucks could get Chris Paul. Uh-huh. The Sixers could get Eric Bledsoe, George Hill, DJ Wilson. Ooh. But, you know, better than what they have right now at guard. Yeah, true. And in response, they get to give up Al Horford. So we would get Al Horford. Uh-huh. Uh, Ursan, which actually, I don't know if Ursan can be traded because isn't he like unguaranteed or something? And then Robin Lopez. Uh, and then there would be picks involved, obviously. Yeah. 
But I, I do think that if the Milwaukee thing ever happened, it would have to be a three-team trade. I just don't see how a trade works. The trade would have to be something like Brooke Lopez, George Hill, and Eric Bledsoe. And know. Milwaukee would never do that. That's like three of their top six. Yeah. I don't see that happening either. It would be hilarious if they did it would. that. But I wouldn't even want that. I know. Those are all... You, you, at this point... If you're the Thunder, you don't want players that pull you to the middle. Because the middle is purgatory in the NBA. You stay there. If you're in the middle, you stay in the middle. And for good organizations that function well, that have a mission, that aren't just the Sacramento Kings who are depleted of assets and persistently in the lottery because they are poorly run and have a poorly run organization... Yeah, you can point to those teams, but the well-run organizations that have an actual plan, if they're down lower, they're going to project higher later. That's just what happens. It's just going to happen. And you have these bottom feeder teams, these bottom feeder franchises. Go take a look at ownership and management's track record. And that's that's what happens. And I... I think that the Thunder will will find themselves in a better situation in three years than they are now. And they want to compete. They want to compete at the highest level again. And are you guaranteed anything? And I mean, in pro sports, you're not guaranteed anything, especially when you're in one of the smallest markets. But I think that they have a good plan to get back there. And I'm, I'm interested to see where this goes. I do think that they're going to have to take bigger risks this time. Because when they started their last rebuild, they started off with a generational player. Like, Mm -hmm. that was literally the first step was they got Kevin Durant. Mm -hmm. And they started with Kevin Durant. Mm -hmm. And that just makes all of your decisions after that so much easier. I think to get back to that kind of level, they're going to have to be willing to take more risks. And maybe that starts with a coach who's a little outside the box, Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, we, we say that i just don't even know what it means like, i know but if i just keep saying it i'm gonna manifest it <laughs> i know man they're good they're gonna have to do something weird because this the chips are so stacked against small markets mm-hmm. and it's so easy for Thunder fans to envision what a rebuild looks like because we literally lived through like one of the greatest rebuilds in NBA history. It, like literally one of the greatest rebuilds in NBA history. It was so good that no one even knew it was a rebuild. And so everything is going to be compared to that. Yeah. And the chances of that happening, talk about that, the big kid, is about 0%. Yeah, there's no way. So man. it's going to have to happen a different way. You need to just get, I mean, if you just need to get one of those guys, right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And how huge would that be? Let's look at all these teams in the NBA who would kill just to have one of those guys at any point over the last decade. One just of them. One. If Charlotte just had one. If just Orlando, one of them. Orlando just had one. Yeah. If Charlotte had gotten Anthony Davis, they could have been relevant for seven years, and then he could have gone to the Lakers, you know? Yeah. What happens when you're in a small market, man? It's a real thing. It is real. And that's why you'd rather your team build through the draft, right? Because you at least get like a long, 
a long-term look at these guys and they get to stay with your franchise and you know maybe you get lucky and they want to stay for longer right yeah maybe you do i mean Cade cunningham is already willing to live in stillwater i feel like that's yeah. a great start yeah and no offense <laughs> stillwater dude i know l man still l man and Cade. <laughs> <laughs> live live in the high life in Stillwater, man. You know, when I said that I wanted a freak, uh, some people were suggesting uh Luke Stevens. L- They're like, You you want someone who doesn't know a lot about basketball, you should get the L, L- Man no, in there. No, that's he would freak. mix it up. L Man would do some freaky things. That's thinking outside the bun. <laughs> I don't <laughs> Oh man, I will miss press conferences with Billy. That will be It'll be be very different with no no now commentary you, from Billy. When I guess when coaches leave or mutually part ways, mm-hmm. they don't they don't do a goodbye press conference, do they? I don't know. You so you may never get to talk to him again unless he's working for the Athletic in like a month. <laughs> Just a possibility. <laughs> never know. Next move is with the Athletic. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's very possible. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, a lot of people are asking about Becky Hammond. I yeah put her put her in the same circle with all these other guys that we've brought up. Yeah, which is that I don't like. I don't really know how to judge any of them. Like we yeah. ju- we throw out we you know the names that we throw out are usually because they have some connection to OKC. Mm-hmm. Like Mark Degnall, uh is that how you say his name? Degnall. Degnall. Yeah. Degnall, coaching the G League team. Or Darko being an assistant for all those years. Mm-hmm. The rest of these guys, which includes like Becky Hammond and David Vanterpool, like they're just names that come up every time there's an opening and yeah. you don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, listen, we're going to talk ourselves into whoever they hire. Oh, yeah. Just, just be ready for it, whoever it is. <laughs> so if it was Becky Hammond or David Vanderpool or some name we've never heard of, yeah. we're going to be like, ah, this person seems pretty good. Yeah. I've been, I've been reading some good stuff. <laughs> yeah. I would, uh, I would be a little surprised if that's who they chose. I'm not saying that she's not a candidate, but I'd be a little surprised if that's who they ended up with. So. It'll be, man, it's it's very interesting time to be a Thunder fan. And uh, this is just, this is stop number one on the rebuilding and replenishing of the Oklahoma City Thunder. So thank you guys for, for joining us on uh, Periscope. This has been very, very nice. And it's been a bumpy ride. <laughs> but uh, we made it through. So I appreciate you guys. Uh, any Any other closing words, Alex? Um, listen, some of the stuff we said today may seem pessimistic. You know, we're talking big picture, how hard it is to actually win a championship, but to end it on a positive note, you look back at this year and you realize that the thunder came away from this year, not with just a, with a great experience with it, which it was, we all loved watching this team, Mm -hmm. but they came away from it with legitimately three future rotation players. Yeah in SGA, Bays, and Dort, who are all under the age of 22 or whatever, 23. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 22. That's that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Without without having to spend any of our all these future draft picks that are coming, to already have three rotation guys that young mm-hmm. is amazing. Yeah. So there's a good foundation there. Still need, you know, the crazy. We, we need the crazy name. We need s- something magical. Yeah. Still, we need, still need some magic. Yeah, 
Oh yeah. They're gonna need some luck and some magic to go along with it. But I think they're I think they're in it to try to make that happen. I think they're in it. And if you if you want to be in it, man, first step, get rid of Billy. Next step, <laughs> trade Chris. And that's when it really starts. Like all of this to me signals that some of their conversation was like, yeah, we'd like to trade Chris. And Billy's like, really? Okay. I'd like to go then. <laughs> I would like I would like to be gone from from this team then because I don't I don't want to coach a team that's I mean, you're just trying to bring up these young guys. That's that's great. Like there's purpose behind it, but the purpose is to to be good later. Billy wants to be good now. And also, like, he just won a co-coach of the year from the coaches. Like, if he's ever going to have some cachet and command a decent number on the market, mm-hmm. it's probably going to be right now. Yep. Even though we, it's, it is also the weirdest time to be a free agent in any it capacity. Is. So, Strike while the iron's hot, though, Billy. That's kind of where the Thunder are with, with every everybody, right? With Chris, with... I mean, for Billy, yeah, go go get it, guys. Because there's no guarantee, like, you run it back. There's no guarantee that we end in the same spot where it's like, oh, wow, like, this was great. I think there's, I mean, to, to have all these guys, Chris Paul and Danilo Gallinari and Schroeder, like, all of them had healthy seasons. Like, to guarantee that again, like, I, I don't know, man. Yeah, I was just thinking about that, how healthy they were. Yeah, incredibly healthy for guys that have like a history of injury problems. So you got to strike. The time is now. The time is now. We've been given a great opportunity. The tank starts now, guys. It does. Uh, Thanks again for for joining us. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you guys again on Friday.